The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We are shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. As we head into the warmer months, we're reminded of the devastation of the last bushfire season. Combank's Bushfire Recovery Grant Program is just one small way communities are continuing to receive support. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 2nd of November. In your squiz today, Australia reports zero cases of community transmission. Labor's Anastasia Palaszczuk is re-elected in Queensland. Two sleeps till the US election. And valet Sean Connery. This is your squiz today. A milestone day yesterday, Claire, with the whole of Australia reporting zero cases of community transmission. It's the first time that's happened since the 9th of June, so nearly five months ago. Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt thanked healthcare and public health workers as well as Australians yesterday. He also said that Australia was on track for internal borders to be lifted by Christmas. There's been a bit of movement on borders recently. What's the latest? The latest is that Queensland will keep its border closed to people from Victoria and also from Greater Sydney until the 1st of December. There was some hope with those low numbers uh, and an election out of the way, pushing Anastasia Palaszczuk potentially towards being a little bit more lenient on that border. Uh, But no, she said yesterday that border will remain closed to those groups. Queensland on Friday, though, did announce that the border will open to New South Wales residents. that aren't in Greater Sydney uh, as of 1am tomorrow. And Western Australia are moving to a controlled border from the 14th of November. Yeah, that means that residents from what they consider very low-risk areas, so their areas that have had no local cases in the past 28 days, can go west. Uh, if you were to put that rule in place today, it would mean that residents from Tassie, Queensland, South Australia, uh, the ACT and the Northern Territory could enter but it will obviously be a rolling thing depending Mm. on where those cases are. Also, the Northern Territory opens its borders to regional Victorians from today. If the state borders are opened by Christmas, we'll be in a single internal bubble. Another bubble for you, Claire. I love the bubbles. We're (laughs) getting a few of those. Uh, Lots of eyes today, though, on the case numbers. As you say, we recorded that zero yesterday, but there's big asterisks attached to that. New Mm. South Wales actually did record a case, but it fell outside the reporting period. We're very, very low, but not quite as low as zero. It's a different story for many in the Northern Hemisphere with new lockdowns and record numbers. Let's start with the UK, Claire. A month of lockdown has been announced. Yeah, for England, it's going uh, into that lockdown where schools and universities will stay open, but pubs, restaurants, gyms, non-essential retail will all close and stay-at-home orders will come back into place until at least the 2nd of December. Boris Johnson and his team are already softening the ground for what might be in place over Christmas. They say Christmas could look very different there. They're currently recording around 20,000 new cases a day. Meanwhile, the US overtook India for the most new coronavirus cases recorded in a 24-hour period, with around 100,000 new cases reported on Friday. Their total case numbers are now over 9.1 million with 230,000 deaths. 
There was a fair bit of election news over the weekend, so we'll start closest to home with the Queensland state election, a comfortable win for Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk and the Labor Party. Yeah, what was tipped to be a fairly close election turned to be that comfortable night for Palaszczuk. Looks like Labor's taken 52 seats in that 93-seat parliament. That's up from 48 when they started. Uh, Also, the Liberal National Party really failed to fire. It's ended up with about 34 seats down from 30. The Greens have doubled their presence and had a good showing in central Brisbane. Uh, They have won a seat from Labor's former Deputy Premier Jackie Trad. Meanwhile, One Nation support completely collapsed. It looks like older voters, which make up a lot of their base of support, have really given Palaszczuk a pat on the back for her hard border and COVID policies there. Over the ditch now to New Zealand, where Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has finalised a cooperation arrangement with the Greens party. Squizzers might remember that Ardern did win enough seats to govern in an outright majority. What's this arrangement about, Claire? She says that the Greens can bring some expertise to the table when it comes to the policy areas of the environment, climate change and also child wellbeing. And that's why she's happy to enter some sort of formal agreement with them. They're not bound together to agree on all policies, just those ones. So it's not quite a formal coalition, but it's certainly more formalised than than something might otherwise have been. Uh, She's going to announce details of her ministry today. Zealand has also held two referendums recently. Preliminary results point to Kiwis legalising euthanasia but rejecting the legalisation of cannabis use. But of course, right now when it comes to elections, there's none bigger than the presidential election in the US. We're only a few days out, two sleeps in fact. Record numbers of early voters continue, Claire. Yeah, more than 90 million early votes have been cast. There'll be more to come in. When you compare that to 2016, there were 58.3 million votes, so potentially a doubling of the early vote. That will have a flow-on effect to how votes are counted on Election Day and whether we get a result or not. Donald Trump is really setting a cracking pace. Uh, Today and tomorrow, he's visiting about six or seven states and having 10 really big rallies. As for Joe Biden, Biden, the Democratic challenger, he's enlisted the support of former President Barack Obama to campaign with him. It's interesting to note, Claire, that the Australian government has updated the travel advice for the US. Yeah, there's concerns that there will be some violence on the streets of America, uh, depending on where the election result lands. So the travel advice is to let Australians who might be heading to the US, if they've got that exemption to leave the country, to reconsider their travel to America. Over to the Philippines now, and Typhoon Goni, the strongest typhoon the world has seen this year, has now made landfall twice. There are reports of at least 10 dead so far and mass evacuations. There's still not a lot known about what's happened there, uh, about deaths, about also how many homes and what sort of infrastructure might have been destroyed. Uh, and there's real concern about what's happened on one of the islands. There's a town of about 70,000 people that's been completely cut off from outside contact and it took a direct hit. Uh, We'll know a little bit more about that in the coming days. While we're on natural disasters, an earthquake has affected both Turkey and Greece, killing at least 26. Legendary actor Sean Connery, the very first man to play James Bond, died at his home in the Bahamas on Saturday, aged 90. 
His wife of 45 years, Micheline Rukbon, said that he had had dementia and that he died peacefully. A cause of death, though, hasn't been revealed. Connery, of course, is best remembered for his seven-time Turner's 007, mm-hmm. uh, but it was actually a role where he played a hardened cop in The Untouchables that earned him an Oscar. He had so many big movie hits. He was mm. con- really considered as one of the world's great movie stars. He had a very poor start to life. He had a milk run when he was nine years old. He left school at 13, joined the Navy at 16, uh, and then had to really find his own way after he left the Navy due to medical issues at 19 and decided he wanted to be an actor. But it was another 10 or 15 years before he really made it. And uh, Lot said yesterday about then the great success that he had. Plenty of tributes flowing in. The family of the late Sir Roger Moore, another iconic Bond, called him the best Bond ever. It also goes to our subject line today. I've gone for Nobody Does It Better, which was the theme from Dr. No, his first James Bond movie. And that seemed mm-hmm. to encapsulate what a lot of people said yesterday. Before we go, Claire, a bit of good news from us. The Squiz has been nominated in the Best Network or Publisher category at the Australian Podcast Awards. It's pretty good, isn't it? So good. (laughs) That is a judges voted nomination. So it's always nice to get a nod from your peers. But there is another award up for grabs and that's the listener's choice. So it's voted by people who listen to podcasts. So that would be you guys. If you feel inclined, if you like the squiz, we'd be absolutely stoked if you jumped on and gave us a vote at australianpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. I'll put the link in your episode notes. Probably not the last time we'll be mentioning that, Claire. Yeah. And we're also in competition with Squiz Kids for that one. <laughs> Squiz Kids got a couple of nominations as well, which we're really proud of. But, gee, I'd be devastated if they beat us for votes for the <laughs> People's Choice Awards. So, so yes, the competitors. Bit of friendly competition. In that regard, yeah. <laughs> That's all from us today. Have a good Monday. I'll put the link to that podcast awards vote in your episode notes. Have a good one and we'll talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au.